next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that? And welcome back to Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brendan Ertle. We're back to break down this Raiders-Saints game, and the Saints are back. It felt, it feels like after this horrible start to the year, we kind of had a reset, you could call it, and we figured it out. We figured out how to win and dominate a football game in the year 2022. There's a ton and ton of talk about in this game, and in weeks past, there just hasn't been. There's been... Uh, multiple bad things. We're looking about about our first round pick. We're looking at who got hurt this week. We're looking at uh, how far in the standings we're falling. This week, there's so many positives to look out at a game like this. I mean, player-wise, coaching-wise, divisional-wise, this felt like the Saints finally figuring it out, piecing it together, and this is something that we all expected from, from week one. It didn't happen like that, and you can't always expect it just just to always work. And it's something we've talked about in the pod. Like each week, is like they have the right guys; they just got to figure it out. And from you know what I heard over this mini bye week was that the defense really figured out their question that they had: Why isn't this defense as good as it should be? Why is it leaking plays? Why are we missing assignments? They figured that out over the mini bye week that they had. Um, over the weekend, and they pitched a shutout, a shutout, and not just a shutout. This was like LSU versus Bama in the national championship, kind of a shutout. Like they didn't cross the fifty until two minutes left in the game when it was just garbage time, and Jared Stenham comes in and throws a couple dimes, and they get across the fifty. Still don't get into the end zone. No Saints dominate this game. Kamara's back. Uh, Andy Dalton's throwing and, and Dyson and throwing dimes. Olave's making plays. The O-line's dominating. The running game's working. I mean, there's not many negatives to this game. You could say that uh, Mark Ingram got hurt. He's, he's going to miss three to four weeks with an MCL sprain. That That is something that um, will be a concern and we'll talk about uh, further down the road when if, if they make a change at running back, uh, running back two, that is. But a 24 nothing win in the NFL is substantial and i mean this is just everything that that we wanted and expected this is something we've been waiting for and first off you got to give Alvin Kamara his flowers there was trade rumors all week there was you know the 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 BS rumors from the NFL count ran by a 12-year-old. Then there's a there's real trade rumors from like Mark Mike Florio where he's like, the Saints aren't doing this. And then someone says the Saints are asking this price. And then the Bills call. And then the Eagles are, are rumored. Alvin Kamara's like, thanks for the motivation and goes off. A vintage Alvin Kamara game. Three touchdowns. He was dancing. He was pointing. He was smiling. He was having fun. This game felt like 2017 Saints where there's domination on one side of the ball and then domination on the other. This offense has been 
really good. And I think another person that needs um, a game ball this week is Pete Carmichael because we've been kind of critiquing him each and every single week and the things he's done wrong and things he's done right. But over the course of these past, uh, I'd say, five to six weeks, the offense has been really solid. Besides the turnovers, the turnovers has been what make it uh, not so great. But the offense has been scoring a ton of points, getting a ton of yards offensively. And that's been on the back of Andy Dalton with no Michael Thomas, with no Jarvis Landry. There's been injuries at other positions on the offense. And you got really got to give Pete Carmichael his credits because this team isn't 3-5 and five because of the offense. It's 3-5 and five because of the defense. And now that the defense figured out its issue, you have to worry about now consistency. But now you can point to, yeah, this team can, can fix this season. It can turn things around. It can have a little bit of a run right here. But defensively, let's talk about it. Uh, the Saints came into this game with no more Sean Lattimore. That was a scary thing. Uh, with always when you're playing any team without your top corner, it's a scary thing. But especially when you're playing probably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now, uh, Devontae Adams, with no Marshall Lattimore. And the Saints hold him to one catch for three yards, a first-half shutout, which has never happened to him. And some some pointed to the, uh, in the illness he had, so people didn't really know what was wrong with, with him illness-wise. He missed a couple practices earlier in the week with an illness. But you're telling me the Nash Football League, your best player, is feeling sick on a game day. Like, they didn't give him any kind of drug. They didn't shoot him up with something. They had something back there just to stab in his thigh and make sure, you know, his runny nose doesn't bother him anymore. That's not what, that's not what happened. The Saints defense came together. The pass rush, oh, my Lord. I went on to a Raiders uh, other podcast and I was like yeah they have a great defensive line they just haven't played great like it could be any week when we see them kind of break through this was the week they broke through they were dominant they were pass rush on every play and they really should have got a couple more sacks on car but he found a way to get out of a couple but I want to give my flowers to someone that has received more slander than Marcus Davenport, more hate than really any Saints player we've ever seen over this past couple of seasons, even more so than Eli Apple. That's been Peyton Turner. He's gotten every um, every joke, every mean comment has been towards him, and I've been guilty of it as well. He finally is able to play. He's active after suffering multiple injuries. Uh, still, we're going to need to see some consistency. But he came in. And he really, really surprised me. Peyton Turner had four tackles, two sacks, two tackles for losses, and two quarterback hits. That is a stat line. Um, that's really impressive. And that's what you want to see from him. He was a first-round pick. Obviously a later first-round pick, but nonetheless a first-round pick. And he pretty much outplayed all the other defense linemen as well. Uh, Davenport had a good game as well. Two tackles, uh, two tackles for loss. And that one against Devontae Adams where he probably could have body slammed him into the turf, but he was generous enough to, to hold up. The Saints get four sacks, seven tackles for loss in this game. Um, complete dominance on that side of the ball. Pete Warner, as usual, fantastic. 11 tackles, seven solo. A pass defense that 
ended up in a Tyron Matthew interception. Tyron Matthew had his best game as a Saint this past Sunday. He was all over the field. Um, I don't care what you've said about him, what what he has done up to this point. This is his, this has been his best game, and he dropped a pick six. And I'm kind of glad he did because that just lit a fire under his belly that he probably didn't need already. He probably had a pretty pretty big fire, and he's going to continue to play like this. If the defense around him can keep playing up to this level, so will he. He was all over the field. He was dynamic. He was successful and really had an impact in this game. And that's what we really needed. And we've talked about all these good things, and I haven't talked about the the number one thing on my list right now, and that's Elante Taylor, second-round pick out of Tennessee. And this was a draft pick where I was confused, you were confused, I think everyone was confused. And he has came in and proven to us that he is probably staring at a starting role right in its face with a healthy defense. I think he's played that good where you can um, you can put Adebo wherever you want to put him. You can put Roby wherever you want to put him. But I think Alonta Taylor has been that good where you, ha- you can't take him off the field. I mean, his first two starts in the NFL, DeAndre Hopkins – Devontae Adams, a rookie second-round pick, and he's had this much success against both those guys. That is absolutely insane. And I didn't expect much for him when he came in. You know, it kind of reminds me of what Cesar Garner Johnson was when he was here. And uh, he came in, didn't really expect a ton. We had an injury. I forget who got injured at that time. But CJ came in and just made an instant impact. And I think with Alante uh, coming in with the injuries and then us, of course, trading CJ, I think he he needed to do this, and he did. And he is going to continue to do this. He brings the energy, he brings the fire. Uh, Michael Thomas was loving it on the sideline. This defense was loving it. He's kind of that energy piece that CJ was, and it makes a lot of sense to the draft him now. You know, if you can get a healthy Marshawn, you can get um, you can get Roby back at some point. Then you're looking at one of the best – cornerback rooms in the National Football League with Marshawn Lattimore, Alante Taylor, Paul Sanadibo, Bradley Roby, and then you got all the depth in the world with Chris Harris, P.J. Williams, Justin Evans. I mean, they have so many guys out there that could compete, and we that's something we talked about all offseason was yeah, the depth of this team and whatnot. Uh, we trade C.J., we get banged up, and then all of a sudden, uh, this rookie second-round pick has to step in, and he's been phenomenal. He's been great. Um He's kind of their success, been a big part of their success, I'll say, on defense. Um, but overall, the defense was good. I still think th- they're doggy paddling in the secondary. I think they absolutely need Marshawn back as soon as they can get him. There was some plays here and there where, yeah, if Marshawn's on the field, don't even have to worry about this play or that play. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, that'll happen when you take a – one of the best corners off the field for a certain period of time. And the Saints are going to have this, their hands full this week at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they're bringing it up as well, so it'd be interesting to see who we can get back. But I can't complain. 24 nothing win, and then a little bit later, the Pelicans find a way uh, to dominate the Clippers at the end. It's like, what do we do to deserve all this winning? And enjoy it. And hopefully it's something that we can keep enjoying 
that being Saints wins. They play the Ravens on Monday Night Football. We'll talk about that later in the week. Uh, they could go on a little bit of a run here. Uh, they, they play the Steelers after who has struggled. The Ravens have been on and off offensively and defensively. They play the Rams who have been on and off as well. They play the Niners who I think are one of the better teams in the NFC. And then you're looking at a stretch where you gotta you got to find a way to win most of these games because the, the hole you dug yourself in. Uh, they got the Bucks, Falcons, Browns, Eagles, Panthers. If you can win most of those games, I think you're looking at a good spot. I think they need to get to about eight or nine wins, which is, is doable. It's very doable. Uh, the Bucks are continuing to do their thing. I you 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 need to sweep the division moving forward that the Saints do. Uh, they got to beat the Bucks, Falcons, and Panthers. I don't think if I think if they go two for one in one of those games, uh, they made it really hard for themselves uh, moving forward because I think the NFC South is going to come down to a tiebreaker. I think there's going to be a team that holds the same record as another team. We're all sitting at three and five besides the Atlanta Falcons, who are four and four surprisingly. And they're lucky to be sitting there as well. So uh, I think we're all going to be chasing for that last spot. And the second place, the runner-up in the NFC South, probably won't get a playoff spot just because of how weak uh, the division's been and the strength of the NFC in terms of records. I don't I don't think there's a, a ton of really, really good teams in the NFC, but I, there's a ton of good record teams. And the thing the thing about the Saints is you are what the record says you are. Yes, they're 3-5. and five. I think this is a fresh start. I think you look at it as 1-0. Let's find a way to continue how we played this week. Let's get some consistency. Let's get some healthy guys back. And let's go Let's go get in on a little win streak. That's all I got for today. Um, really excited to be talking about a Saints win. It's been a really long time. It's been too long. It's been since Seattle and then that week one Atlanta win. But it's been a long ride. The ride's not over. It feels like a fresh start. It feels like Saints football is rejuvenated a little bit. Uh, Pelicans basketball is in, in full swing. And uh, I'm glad we got a little reset. We got to see what this team can actually be, the full potential. And I'm hyped. You should be hyped as well. Have some hope in your, and belief in your football team. And uh, shout out Dennis Allen. He's doing a good job. I appreciate the love and support. And I'll see you guys next episode. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Let's go, we on the road, the next stop, the Super Bowl, hell yeah, you know we on, we built to do this all night long, who that, who that say they gon' beat them Saints, they a lie, they can try but in the don't we know they